Well, we did it. We made it through another liturgical year. It's the last week. It's Christ the King. And brothers and sisters, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to think about how every year we go through all the mysteries of our Lord. Beginning next week, we'll start the journey all over again, anticipating the King. But today, we recognize Christ is the King. We recognize that uh, He is the Lord of, of all that ever has been, ever will be. And in these last few days, the church gives us some difficult readings, some beautiful readings, but readings that cause us in these few days of quiet before the craziness of the holiday seasons pick up again to think about the last things, to think about judgment, to think about that question that we've all thought before, what happens in those moments just after we die? Our gift of faith is exactly that, a gift. It gives us much hope when these questions come to mind. And I honestly, I can't imagine what it would be like to think those questions and not have our faith. Growing up, there was a Bill Nye the Science Guy, right? We've all heard of him. His children's show taught us about science. Good things, right? Uh, but as trends fade to the forefront of our minds and out and insignificance, he's had to rebrand himself. And what here he's found a niche the last couple of years as an extremely vocal atheist. God bless him. Uh, but when asked about this topic, this was his this was his response. I'm insignificant. I'm just another speck of sand. And the earth, really, in the cosmic scheme of things, is another speck. And the sun is an unremarkable star. Nothing special about the sun. The sun is another speck, and the galaxy is a speck. I'm a speck on a speck, orbiting a speck among other specks, among still other specks, in the middle of specklessness. I'm paraphrasing here. He ends by saying, I stink. Uh, boy, that's a mantra that'll get you out of bed in the morning every day, huh? I really do love this quote. It's obviously crafty. Terrible. Every, it's kind of pathetic, really, but it's a, it cracks me up. We're not specs. Are you serious? Come on. Oh, my goodness. You matter. What is it? That is the source of your worth. It's the kingship of Christ. And recognizing that since you were given the greatest gift your parents can give you, the gift of baptism, you have been welcomed into the family of God. Having a place amidst the royal family. A place you were created to be in. Now, we don't often think of it like that. And it's a gift that often we just totally take for granted. Right? Bob Dylan said, you got to serve somebody. And how often are we like those Israelites running around? Lord, we can't do it. We need a king. Give us a king. Guys, you, don't, you really don't want a king. 
No, Lord, everybody's got a king. It's a new thing. We need a king. Guys, you really, you don't want a king. Please, just give us a king, all right? It's not, they're going to take your sons. It's going to tax you. Now, we don't have kings, but how often do we allow things to totally control every aspect of our life? The pursuit of material goods, getting the greatest new technology, that endless chasing of popularity, power, money, sports. We allow these things to govern us. We allow these things to be our king. But we were created for so much more. And our Lord is constantly there saying, let me be your king. Let me take care of everything for you. Often, individuals will say that faith is a crutch. It's for weak minds and feeble individuals who can't handle the stark reality of things. Again, pathetic. Our faith is not a crutch. Our faith is what keeps us going. That amidst all (laughs) the craziness, whether you've woken up the last four years and been like, man, our president is crazy. Or you'll spend the next four years saying, man, our president is crazy. Or you're like, my boss is driving me nuts. Or the owner of the bears can't do anything. Whatever is the king of your life, you're going to be left wanting. And here our Lord says, let me be your king. Let me take care of you. The psalm today, Psalm 23, for thousands of years has comforted individuals in trials. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my king. He'll take care of me. How does he do that? How does, how does, it, how does the Lord take care of us? Beside restful waters, he leads me, he refreshes my soul. That's baptism. That's a sacrament of baptism that welcomed us into the family that we rightfully were created to have a spot in. The verdant pastures, he gives me repose, you spread the table before me. It's the altar. It's Christ giving us his flesh to strengthen us with his life, his grace, to go on. And to be the saints he's calling us to be. My head is anointed with with oil that overflows. It's confirmation. The stirring up of the spirit of the Lord saying, you matter and you have gifts and things to bring to this kingdom and this world that only you can do. And I've given you my spirit to realize those gifts, those talents. We talked about And the gospel last weekend, he takes care of everything. Just like the gospel talks about. He feeds us, he clothes us, he quenches our thirst. And he calls us to go out and to do it to others. And the gifts that we receive will be judged upon how we then go out and continue to give those gifts to the world. To see Christ and every individual, when they themselves cannot even see their own worth. 
The last one always confused me, right? Hunger, thirst, clothes, basic amenities. That makes sense. Take care of me when I'm sick. But visit me in prison. What is that all about? Of all the things he could say, prison. Why is he, why is he, why is he talking about prison? Oh, well, you know, I lived in Rome for three years, and two of those years, I, I worked, I worked in Regina Chaley Prison down there in Trastevere. It's a famous prison. When, Jim, when John Paul II was shot, the man who shot him, they took him to Regina Chaley. Uh, it's kind of a holding cell for guys in temporary positions when their courts are being figured out and they go to more long-term. But JP2 actually went there, and he visited that man and forgave him who shot him. And this is where Francis goes and washes the feet of the men there on Holy Thursday. It's a famous prison. I love Italy. Uh, I'm not Italian. I wish I was Italian. Um, infrastructure, not so good. Not so good. <laughs> One once described Italy to me as a third world country wrapped in Prada. So uh, imagine this prison, guys, it's pretty bad. I mean, I get it, prisoners, but this is like, somebody needs to go in there. It's, it's, it's disgusting how these, these poor men have to spend their time. But I was in there and I was leading a Bible study for English speakers. Um, these guys are at their wit's end. They have nothing. Many of them came from other countries. Some of them from Spain. A lot of them from like North Africa. Trying to take care of themselves, their family. Not able to make it. So they find themselves in organized crime, drug trafficking, and then they end up in, in prison. And they would come to the Bible study. Some of them just because they wanted to change the pace. Others, they wanted to practice their English. And some curious. But there was something about that situation that was so spirit-led. For when a man can't provide for himself, for his family, has nothing but four walls, all of the distractions, all of those things that we so often numb ourselves with, is taken away. And when a man has nothing, the Holy Spirit puts his crosshairs on them. He says, now will you let me be your king? It was so beautiful to see that these men, maybe for not the best intentions, but they came, just invited the Holy Spirit to change their lives. As we journeyed through the scriptures, um, there's a lot of great stories there, but uh, the point is, brothers and sisters, that in the stillness, the softest, most humble and beautiful whisper is when the Lord asks us to be the king of our lives. So these next few days, before the craziness of Thanksgiving and start ramping up towards Christmas, I invite you, brothers and sisters, in the stillness, I invite you, brothers and sisters, in the quiet, of your prayer to ask the Lord to remove any distractions and in that quiet of your heart let the Lord ask you to be the king of your life our faith 
is not a crutch, but it is everything. Christ is our King. Let him be yours.